Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, folks, it's on. No more BS, no more garbage, no more game time. Today it's it. This is it right now. Either do something about it or deal with four years of a communist and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Oh, my gosh, Dan, how can you say that? Deal with the communists. Well, wait till I show you a video at the start of the show today that Kamala Harris thought was a great idea to put out on her Twitter account yesterday. Um, Sounds like a communist video. You watch it yourself. You decide. It's time to do. Talk time's over. Folks, I've never been more excited and apprehensive at the same time. You have the opportunity right now to solidify solidify changes we need in this country and to fight back against the machine that has been kicking your ass for the last four years. The Googles, the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the media, the academics, the elitists, the snobs, the bow tie wearing foie gras crowd that hates your guts, the media hate machine, the Hollywood snobs who look down on you, who look at you and the, you know, the deplorables, the, the smelly Walmart folks, the dirt under the fingernails crowd, they can't stand. Now is your opportunity to give one big collective middle finger to all of them. And again, say, not today, not today. Not today, not tonight, not tomorrow, not on my watch. Please, please do not get off the line to vote today, no matter what. If you are on the line, to vote. They have to let you vote. I'm going to give you a cautionary tale later about what happens if you leave the line. It almost cost us a presidential election in 2000. I will show you the video. Today's one of the most important shows we're ever going to do. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this election day. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, I'm good. And in the words of the great Jackie Gleason, away we go. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I used to love Jackie Gleason. I, I watched too. The Honeymooners. That brings back too. an interesting memory of my teen years. A little troubling memory, maybe one day Uh-oh. in a family, uh, not so family friendly show. Yeah, yeah, I was trouble when I was when I was a kid. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. So what a surprise! But, yeah, but it reminds me of the honeymooners because after I got back after this debacle of an episode, I turned yeah. on the TV and what was on the honeymooners? honeymooners. It was a name Norton. Hey Norton. Hey Norton. Yeah, yeah. Norton, right? <laughs> you ever notice with the honeymooners? Yeah, Jackie Gleason never changed his bus uniform ever. I always wonder, was that the same uniform? Did they ever wash that thing? Who knows? All right. We got a lot to talk about today. By the way, I will be doing some videos tonight on Parler exclusively. I will not be doing them on Twitter because Twitter and Facebook are censoring election coverage and I want to speak freely. So Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, P-A-R-L-E-R. It is the uh, free speech alternative to Twitter. Download the app. You can follow me tonight. I'm going to be doing some videos over there from my living room. Check that out. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at there it is. There it is. What is it? And where is it? It's right here. And it is. It's Field of Greens for Brickhouse Nutrition. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, life's about habits, all right? This year, we have been more focused than ever on the health of ourselves and everyone's been like, I'm reading this. You know what? I'm doing this myself. This stuff is just great. Forget this spot. I'm reading it myself because I love this stuff. It's called Field of Greens. Listen, look on the back of the label of Field of Greens, right? You'll notice it says something back there. It says nutrition facts. Well, Dan, what does that mean? 
Well, it doesn't say supplement facts. You know why? Because this is nutrition. This is not a supplement. This is real food. Look at the label on the back. Look at what you got in there. You got organic, their greens blend, their spinach powder, their parsley powder, their kale powder, barley grass powder, organic wheatgrass powder, spirulina powder. You know the power of those nutrients in there's real food, real vegetables, ground up into a fine tasting powder, throw in water, throw in tomato juice, throw in orange juice, throw in green tea like I do sometimes. This powerful combination not only support, uh, not only can support heart health, it can support a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. I love this stuff. I'd be lost without it. You know you should eat your fruits and vegetables. Put the scoop of this in a glass of water. This is your fruit and vegetable insurance. Complete with pre and probiotics. Field of Greens is not only good for you, it's good for the entire family. Everybody here loves it. I'm already sweating. Let's put a scoop in a glass of water, stir, and you're done. <laughs> Go to Field of Greens 15. That's fieldofgreens15.com and get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan at checkout. Don't forget this website because it's new for Brickhouse here. It's available in multiple flavors. Go to fieldofgreens15.com. Fieldofgreens15. That's fieldofgreens15.com. Use promo code Dan today. Pick this stuff up. It's delicious. Feel better. Look better. Love this stuff. Field of Greens is my favorite. I feel better when I take it. Check it out. All right. Let's go. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have to ask yourself a question. You know, a very wise, sage political analyst once said to me, he said, Dan, when you're talking to people and you're trying to convince them of something, of something, people can avoid an assertion when you assert something. Bush is better than Gore. Trump is better than Clinton. Trump is better than Biden. People can avoid that. Mentally, they can put up a block. People can never avoid a question. It was genius. You can avoid an assertion. You can never avoid a question. The brain is wired to respond to a question, no matter what. You're, you're, you're incentivized to answer. It cues something in the brain that makes you think, whereas an assertion can be blocked out if you've put a firewall, a firewall up against information and you've been vaccinated against it. Do you think, you know, Trump is a racist? Because you've heard that a thousand times by the hacks in the media. Right. When you hear Trump's not a racist, it doesn't matter the evidence. You've already blocked that out. You can't avoid a question. So I'll ask you a question right now, and an important one, especially for my friends in South Florida, where I live. Are you voting for a communist today? Oh, my God. You can't say <laughs> You can't say that. I didn't. I just asked the question. Right. I didn't assert any. I just, I just asked a question, right? Joe, it was a, was a question, right? Yeah, was a question. Are you voting for a communist today? Yeah, it's a question. Fair enough, right? Well, let's play this video. Um, I have this under the very sophisticated, um, highly intellectual label. What up is this? Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's actually really, because I didn't know what else. This is a video. Kamala Harris, if you are voting for the Biden Kamala Harris ticket, this is a video Kamala Harris decided was a good idea to put on her Twitter feed yesterday. And I just ask you this. Um, are you voting for a communist today? Because this certainly looks a lot like some communist propaganda. Check this crap out, and I'll debunk it on the other side of this. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be 
on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. Joe, I'm sorry. Paula hates it. I'm very sorry, Paula, in advance. Mm -hmm. By the way, can you make an appearance on the show today with your MAGA hat? You look beautiful as (laughs) always, but especially radiant today with your MAGA hat. Will you do that for us? Um, She's still decided. No, no, no. So decided. You got to be quick here. The show goes, this is a live to tape show. What did you say? Yeah, I know you're trying to change the camera, but still, we need need an appearance by the lovely Paula today. Um, But what's fascinating about this video Hmm. is Kamala Harris pulls this rhetorical stunt you see by communists all the time where they start the story in the middle. She says, you know, equality and equity, these are two, but we're not all starting out at the same place. Gee, thank you for that invaluable insight. Joe, did you know that? I thought we all started out with the same, all of us. <laughs> we're all born in the same neighborhood with the same set of genetically gifted parents who have obviously a large bank accounts and huh? you know capital expenditure funds and working capital to help us go to the best schools. I, I thought that this huh? is a, she, that's crazy. You just debunked a major myth for me. I thought we were all born at the same place at the same time with the same advantages under the same conditions with the same parents and the same genetics. Thank you, Kamala, for that bull. Incredibly intuitive, (laughs) genius statement that we're not all born in the same spot. Uh, Stunning, stunning. (laughs) But what's fascinating is she says it, and obviously she's not talking about genetics and everything, because we don't obviously all have the same parents. I think, you know, even uh, some liberals get that. But they always start the story in the middle to quote the great Thomas Sowell, and I don't need to quote him. I'm going to play video of him in a second because I like these older videos that show you the ideologies that are at friction today, two ideologies that can't possibly coexist or on the ballot today. Government's going to run your life or you're going to run your life. That's it. There's no in-between. You understand that, right? You vote for Biden, turn over your kids' education, your health care, and your money to the government. You vote for Trump, you could take care of that yourself because you know better. That's it, period, full stop. But what liberals and communists do all the time is they start the story in the middle of the book and they say, well, not everybody's starting out on an even footing. There are some people born in poor neighborhoods. That is true. Yeah. There are some people with, born with parents who maybe weren't as intellectually or athletically gifted as others. Right. You want, if, let me ask you a simple question. If you wanted to play in the NBA, do you want Michael Jordan's parents or do you want Jordan Michael's parents? You want Michael Jordan's But that's not the way the cookie crumbles, folks. That's not the way any of this works. You don't get to pick your parents. There is inequity everywhere because the world is an inherently unequal place. That's the world we've been given. You will never, ever change that. So a lot of that's true, which is fascinating. Getting a little, what is that? What is that thing? Is that the, that's the Kenny bell, right? Yeah, that is the, I always wonder when I see stuff. By the way, thank you to the family that sent me this cool rock thing. This is pretty cool. The GN, the GN, Giancantes, thank you, Giancantes. Must be Italian. Love you, that fellow Italian. So, of course, there's going to be a certain amount of inequality in the world where people are born into unequal situations. It's tautological. There's nothing she said there profound. But I ask you this: How did some of those people born into unequal situations, Joe, born into poverty, born into distress, born of single mothers, how'd they get there? I don't mean how they get there. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's no, pretty no, obvious. No. I mean, how did they get there in that situation? Why are their parents poor? Why are they growing up in high crime areas? 
what caused those areas to be high crime. Don't you dare start the story in the middle, Kamala. People are born unequally, so we got to fix things. Okay. How were they born unequally? How exactly did that happen? Notice how she leaves that part of the story out. She starts the story in the middle of the book and leaves out entirely how the people born, Joe, into these unequal situations of poverty and high crime are born in the neighborhoods run by liberals, the same liberal policy she wants more of. <laughs> this is the gavel and the Kenny Bell all, right. all at one time. We're mixing stuff up now. <laughs> the Adobe's like, Joe's going to have to clean that one up. The poor dog, poor Lucy. How did you find yourself born into a high crime neighborhood with terrible schools and poverty with an awful healthcare system? Who did that? Republican mayors? It's got a name, this thing, starting the story in the middle. People are born unequal. Yeah, thanks, Kamala. We know that. It's called the unbroken leg fallacy. If you wouldn't mind, I'm going to give you a little homework today. I know it's busy, but you can read this in about two minutes, but it's critical. Go to Mises.org, the Mises Institute, and I have this up at my show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletter is how you access my show notes. The newsletter is, in fact, the show notes. Same thing. And I want you to read this article about the unbroken leg fallacy, because that's what it is. Kamala Harris is recommending through her communist video government interventions to fix a problem of inequality that the government, in fact, caused. It's like giving someone a poison. They go in for the antidote and you go, no, no, give them more poison. That'll fix it. <laughs> what? Government has broken the legs of freedom and liberty, free markets, free people. It has broken their legs. And they come in with more government solutions, treating it as if it's an unbroken leg. Ladies and gentlemen, the unbroken leg fallacy, if you don't understand it, is one of the most powerful lines of attack liberals use because there's an emotional appeal to it. That's why it's worked. That's why Democrats continue to lie to you like Joe Biden and communist Kamala Harris. And that's why they continue to get elected. There is, Joe. There's an emotional appeal. Absolutely. People are struggling. They're born into unequal situations. That's a fact. Yeah. Kamala Harris isn't wrong. But notice, she's starting the book at chapter six. She leaves out chapter one through five where she describes how people got so poor because of Democrats. But once you start the story in the middle and you think it's the beginning of the book, you're like, oh my gosh, we've got to help these people. And we should. But the help is not more of the poison. Nobody has ever articulated this better than the legend, the myth, an icon of our time, my intellectual lodestar, a genius of the highest order. I cannot say enough positive things about this great man, the legendary Thomas Sowell, who was on television years ago, I mean, a long time ago, decades ago, tell by the clothing in this piece. If you're watching, rumble.com slash Bongino. If you're listening, you'll hear it just as well. But this is a video audio of Thomas Sowell debating. You'll hear at the beginning a woman. She's the Pennsylvania, uh, she's a secretary in Pennsylvania, Helen O'Banion. It's a famous cut. This is decades ago. She's obviously a leftist. She's debating Thomas Sowell. So first you're going to hear her debating why welfare is so necessary because we have to help all these people struggling. 
But notice how she starts the story in the middle and Soul calls her right out. Well, how did they get poor? You're leaving that out. This is what you're voting for today. You want to vote for people who start the story in the middle and want to introduce more of the poison to fix the problem they poisoned you with? Or do you want to vote for freedom and liberty and a pathway out of that poison? Check this out. Cut off welfare tomorrow. What will they do? What will be their immediate response? At what price to their small children and to their uh, middle-aged children? Uh, Yes, they'll get a job. In fact, the statistics show that women, in fact, are the most successful through the employment program. But what has to supplement that typically is the provision of some kind of daycare arrangement. Either the individual woman has to earn enough money to be able to pay privately for her daycare, or in fact she is, quote, subsidized through this insidious, uh, corrupting program, set of programs run by the federal government, which in fact makes her employable and a taxpayer. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting uh, notion of trying to get people in a productive mode. Tom Sowell. It's incredible the, the, the way you start the story in the middle, uh, as if there's a predestined amount of poverty, a predestined amount of unemployment, and that the welfare system is not itself in any way responsible there for that. There is a predestined 20% of the bottom half of the population. I, I have never, oh, well, no, that's no. always been true. There's I, going I, to be I think, 20% I think at the bottom. <laughs> it's also true that 20% of the bottom population doesn't have to be living on the government and ruled by the government. Oh, 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 this guy. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, that goes on for a while. I strongly recommend you watch that video. Every second of it is just a delicious piece of intellectual pie that will nourish your soul to the day you die. There is no Thomas Soul video which won't make you a better person after you're done watching it. None. The man is one of the great geniuses of our time. Notice what he said to her. Obviously, he makes the starting the story in the middle point. How, well, why are some of these women in some of these struggling welfare, heavily uh, dense, densely populated with welfare recipients' communities, why are they on welfare? What are you suggesting? There's some kind of genetic defect? I hope not. Because if you are, we got a real problem because I'm certainly not suggesting that. Sounds kind of racist, no? Classist, too? Sounds kind of like a horrible, what are you, are you saying, no, 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 we're not suggesting, oh, well, what are you suggesting? That there's a predestined amount of poverty? Because Joe, that sounds kind of racist. Yeah. That somehow black communities that are struggling, Hispanic communities, even uh, largely white communities in Appalachia and other reasons that are struggling, that somehow these people are what, are genetic inferiors? They're predestined to be the lower 20%. That sounds kind of racist and classist to me, no? Mm. Because it is. Oh, no, Democrat, oh, we, 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 we didn't say that. Well, what are you saying? Then she comes back because she realizes she's caught. If she suggests that, yes, black communities and Hispanic communities are destined to be poor, she realizes she's in trouble. So she comes back with a, another tautology that's supposed to be an insight, a statement that's by its very nature true, but it's supposed to be a deep insight. She goes, well, there's always going to be a bottom percent. No... Sherlock, of course there's going to be a bottom 20%. But do you see what, how dumb of a statement that is? Joe, if you're a wealthy country and your bottom 20% are making $100,000 a year mm-hmm. in our money today, then your country's doing pretty good. That's there's it. always going to be. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if everybody in the country made the same thing, you know what? There will still be a bottom 20% because someone's going to make 100,000. Someone due to a fluctuation in the stock is going to make 100,001. Someone's going to make 99.999. And the 99.998, 99.997 would be the bottom 20%. Do you see how she throws a mathematical tautology and pretends it's some genius insight? Of course there's going to be a bottom to it. The question is, how wealthy is the bottom? And the wealthiest bottom 20% are here. You want to change that for communism? We're not born equal. Why aren't we born equal? Why are we born so unequal? Especially in areas run by people like Kamala Harris. Uh, I never really thought of that. Of course you didn't. You're a liberal. It doesn't require any advanced thinking. All right. As you can tell, I have a stacked show today. Let's talk about hardcore numbers, voting. Do not get off the line to vote no matter what. Let me get to my second sponsor. We got companies that like to be here and talk to you. And a great one is Helix, who I have needed a lot lately. I'm tired of getting poked and prodded. I had an episode before the show. I almost had a meltdown. I can't look at this. Ah, I can't take it anymore. My worst. Time. So I've been sleeping very well at night because I get these adrenaline dumps. And at night, ooh, sleepy time on my Helix mattress. Helix Sleep makes personalized mattresses right here in America. Ship straight to your door. Free no contact delivery, free returns. And they're so confident they'll give you a 100 night sleep trial. What do you think of that? To choose a mattress. Helix has a quiz. It takes two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, not for someone else. What a genius idea. If you like a mattress that's soft or firm, you sleep on your side or your back or your stomach or you sleep really hot. With Helix, there's a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique taste. I took the quiz. I was matched with the Midnight Lux Helix mattress because I wanted something that felt firm and I sleep on my side. I have the Midnight Lux. It is spectacular. It's like sleeping on a cloud. My daughter has one too. I love Helix, but don't take my word for it. They were awarded the number one overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ, Wired Magazine, Department Therapy. Just go here. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz today. They'll match you to the best mattress of your life, customized for you. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. That's a nice savings. Go to HelixSleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. Helix also offers exclusive discounts for our military, first responders, Teachers and students, check out their website for more information. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Go today. All right. Thank you, Helix Masters. Really appreciate your support. So, folks, GOTV, baby. GOTV. What is that? A new station coming out? No, it's not. It means get out the vote. Get out the vote now. You, you specifically. Dan, people don't like having orders barked out. I totally get it. My sincere apologies in advance. Screw that. Get out and vote now. Please. I'm begging you. I do anything get on a knee here and genuflect. Please go vote. Please. This could be a squeaker. Do not get off the line when you get out, no matter what. Bring a protein bar. Bring a turkey sandwich. Bring an IV line. I don't care what you need. Empty bring your medications. <laughs> bring Patriot Supply Survival. <laughs> yeah. Bring liquid IV. Bring Field of Greens. This is like another thing. Bring your Ducanon soap and take a shower on the line. Bring your Helix watches. Wait, we don't even need them. <laughs> bring your Alpha grips. You can exercise on the line. I don't even. Bring your gavel if you want to like gavel away. Bring your Kenny Bell if you want to ring. I don't care what you do. Do not get off the line no matter what. Do not 
get off the line no matter what. Unless you're in a medical emergency, then go to the hospital, but do not get off the line no matter what. You're hungry, you're tired, you need to drink something, bring water, bring a, what are those things, your camelbacks? Yeah. Bring one of those moisty towels around Mm -hmm. your neck if it's hot, bring a poncho, bring a tent. Do not get off the line no matter what to vote. Once you're on that line, they can't stop you from voting. Do you know that? Do not get off the line. Why? Because ladies and gentlemen, this race is going to come down to thousands of votes, possibly. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully we win this early. But it could come down to thousands or hundreds of votes. You need a cautionary tale as a reminder? I know you don't. You all are smart. But again, I don't have any time to play around today. I've got to make sure you understand the consequences of leaving early. That happened in the 2000 election. Now, the degree to which it happened, fair enough, is open for debate. But we know it did happen because voters openly said in the 2000 election, hey, um, I was going to vote in the Florida panhandle, which is as red as red gets. It's, it's all Republican counties, Okaloosa and elsewhere. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Florida panhandle is in a different time zone than Central and South Florida, and North Florida too. It's in a different time zone. So I want to play for you about 10 seconds of video from the 2000 election when CNN and other knuckleheads thought it would be a good idea. And I want you to look at the time marker at the corner of this video. Again, if you want to watch our show instead of just listen, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. You can subscribe. It's free. You don't have to pay for anything. Don't worry about that. I want you to watch the time marker. Ladies and gentlemen, the polls in Florida weren't even closed, and CNN thought it would be a good idea to say this. A big call to make. CNN announces that we call Florida in the Al Gore column. This is a state both campaigns desperately wanted to win. Wow, that was at 7.57 p.m. Eastern time. They were like, yeah, the polls were closed in Florida for about 57 minutes. No, they weren't. The panhandle wasn't closed yet. So a boatload of people online, we don't know how many. Again, the degree to it is still up in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, you can never prove a counterfactual. We don't know how many people left because they left. They didn't vote. But we know it happened because people came out and told the press, yeah, I heard the race was over in Florida. Gore won, so I got off the line. What's the point in voting? Joe, you remember Gore winning Florida, winning President Gore. Remember that? The two terms, those were rough. Oh, man. Talk about disappointing, man. I mean, I was on his Secret Service detail. It was crazy. Guy running around the country, always saying stupid stuff all the time, President Gore. Of course you don't remember President Gore. Neither does Joe. There was no President Gore, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't win Florida. He lost. He lost by 537 votes. Dan, you mean 537,000. No, no, I mean 537.000. 537 votes. So when everybody tells you in the 2000 election, Bush stole it from Gore. Did you notice one of the things they conveniently leave out all those movies about how Bush stole the, I'm no big Bushy, believe me, stole the election from Gore. Do you notice they leave that part out? How the networks called the election in Florida? for Gore before the darn polls were closed and people left? They always leave that part out. 
They also leave out the part, by the way, about Bush stealing the election from Gore that Joe, I'm not, I don't want to put you on the spot. Don't answer, but I'm going to pop quiz for my audience. Paula knows the answer to this. During the Bush-Gore recount in 2000, how many of those recounts showed Gore ahead of Bush? How many, folks? Uh, Just take a stab at it. There were a number of different recounts and totals based on when they stopped and started. How many of those, would you say five, six, there were probably 10, 15 different recounts. How many of those showed Gore ahead? A lot of people don't. Paula, you know the answer, right? What is it? Zero. You doubt me? Look it up. Go to the interweb and look it up yourself. There was not a single recount in Florida ever that showed Gore ahead. Damn, why are we relitigating 2003? Because if this was for litigating uh, the 2020 election, which God forbid happens if there's not a decisive outcome, you're going to hear this story again. They're stealing it again. Bush stole it from Gore. He did. How many recounts again was Gore ahead? Um, Zero, but it doesn't really matter. Bush stole it. You have evidence of that where again? They they, they didn't read the hanging chads. Well, what about them shutting the polls down or calling the race and effectively de facto shutting the polls down in a panhandle for Republican areas before the polls? What about, oh, I didn't know about, of course you didn't know that because you bought the media BS that Bush stole the election from Gore. You'll hear more of that. Do not get off the, that's right. Give me a double for that one. This is a double monthly day at least. I have to do this all the time. Call these media buffoons out on their nonsense. Do not get off the line, no matter what. Arrowhand. They told me not to point at people. Sorry, it's a bad habit. Arrowhand. Don't get off the line. Let's go through some numbers. GOTV, baby, not a TV station. Get out to vote. Get out to vote. Let's go to Pennsylvania first. Sorry, Paul is right. We do have to give credit. This is an article by Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Paul always keeping the show back on track as I go bananas sometimes. GOP get out the vote set to swamp Biden lead. Come on, Joe, that's not possible. We heard Trump was up, uh, was down, excuse me, by 6,242 mm. points. That would get out the vote set to swamp the Biden lead election day to look like a Trump rally. That doesn't sound like what I heard, Joe. Yeah. I heard Trump's going to lose by 47 points. Yeah. Um, so let's check out the actual numbers. Let's go to Pennsylvania first. Here's Paul Bedard's article. Again, available in the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please check it out. So this is from the Trump campaign. So Pennsylvania, the Democrats are going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of three quarter of a million vote head start heading into tomorrow. That's how, how much they're ahead in early voting. Oh my gosh, that sounds catastrophic. Three quarters of a million races over in Pennsylvania, folks. Is it? They say, well, what we know right now is there are 2.6 million Trump voters likely to show up tomorrow. And only 1.5 million remaining Biden voters to show up tomorrow. Now, Joe, I'm just doing some simple math here. Call yeah. me crazy. You never want to do math on the air no. because if you screw it up, you're getting that. I love Rick Perry, but you're getting that Rick Perry situation where he's like, here are the, what do you say? Like uh-huh. three or four cabinet offices I get rid of. And he was like, one. I love Rick. It happens to the best of us. But I'm just checking. This is pretty simple math. So I don't think I could. We may need Jay's abacus for this. But um, so if the Democrats, excuse me, are ahead 753 quarters of a million, 750,000 votes today. But there are 2.5 million likely Trump voters to show up and 1.5 million Biden voters likely to show up. Uh, that means that when you tally the two together, we could have a quarter million more. I'm, 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 I don't know, babe. folks, if I screwed up the math, please correct me. Send us a volume. Of email. Uh, and then again, there's a lot of us. I don't want to. 
ever talk down to my audience or underplay the threat that Trump could lose. Of course he could lose Pennsylvania. And I don't want to dumb this down. We don't know every Republican's going to vote for Trump. And we don't know every Democrat. We don't know how they, it's a secret ballot. We have no idea. We only know their party affiliation. We know more registered Democrats showed up, but we don't know how they voted. I said it on Fox and Friends this morning. They could have voted Trump. I'm just saying anyone telling you Pennsylvania's over, three quarters of a million more Democrats showed up. You're assuming, number one, that they voted for uh, Biden. And number two, did you miss the fact that there are 2.5 million Trump likely voters sitting on the sidelines? It's just simple math. Let's go to Ohio, another swing state where President Trump absolutely trounced Hillary Clinton last time. Quote from the Trump team, and the, and the, this is all in the article. You should read this by Bedard. Starting in Ohio, Biden wasted time today to go to Ohio. Why is he wasting time? Well, weeks ago, the partisan makeup of the electorate in Ohio was, uh, was Democrats plus 10%. Oh, that sounds bad, Joe. Except for this article was written yesterday, so it says today, but it was from yesterday. Today, it's Democrats 0.6%. Going into Election Day in 2016, that gap was Democrats plus 2.5. President Trump has a projected Election Day margin in Ohio of over 400,000 net votes. So keep in mind, the Democrats are ahead 0.6% in registered Democrats showing up to vote. They say, Dan, that sounds really awful. Except when you consider the fact that Democrats were uh, showed up 2.5% higher five times more roughly in 2016 and Hillary lost the state by what? Eight points. (laughs) Don't get off the line. Watch some in the media will call Ohio at, uh, at, at, at lunchtime. They'll be like, it's over. Ohio, Ohio's over. Don't get off. I don't care who calls what. Not to mention you have down ballot races too. I don't care what happens. Let's go to one more from this piece. It goes through, a, I can't go through every state, crunch for time today, but this is an important show. I want to get through some heavy ones. Florida and Wisconsin. Florida, the king, the king of swing states. My home state of Florida. Democrats jumped out. Wow, Joe, this is bad. To an 18.8% partisan advantage during the early voting period. That sounds rough. <laughs> Except yesterday it was down to 1%. Going into Election Day 2016, the gap was 1.4%. President Trump has an Election Day margin of over 500,000 net ballots. President Trump won Florida by over one point, which in Florida, by the way, is a landslide. He's doing better now. Wisconsin, one more. This again, it's from the Trump team. The makeup of the electorate weeks ago was Democrat plus 12.3% in Wisconsin. Yesterday, it was Democrats... Plus, uh, uh, plus 5.9%. Going into election day 2016, the gap was Democrat plus 9.6%. was doubled that. We've cut that in half. Trump won Wisconsin. They think they'll win election day by over 100,000 votes, but they ain't going to win squat if you get off the line. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of famous quotes out there, you know. One of them about the horrors of battle and the side who gives up first perceives the vote fight as unwinnable. Don't get off the line, no matter what. Don't get off the line. The Democrats won't. I don't care what happens. If they call a state for Trump, the Democrats will still vote. Do not get off the line, no matter what. Please. 
with humility and the greatest of respect. I mean that. Please don't get off the line. All right, coming up next, um, I'm going to get to another sponsor here, but I don't want you to miss this. Mayor Pete, who is the absolute worst spokesman for a campaign in human history. Um, there's a reason this guy flamed out right after Iowa. Um, he's just terrible. I, every time he goes on the air, I, I think he loses Biden probably 10, 15% of the vote. He's hilariously dopey in his talking, but he sounds so learned and academic that people take this joker seriously. So I'm going to debunk um, his, his condescending, ridiculous appearance on Fox News last night because he said stuff so stupid, it requires an immediate response. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show also brought to you by our friend. You saw him already. Liquid IV. Gosh, does this stuff come in handy for more reasons than I care to talk about right now. Flu season's right around the corner. Winter months are approaching. It's more important than ever to have a strong immune system. That's why Liquid IV created hydration multiplier plus immune support to maintain and strengthen your immune system. We love this stuff. I use all their products, their energy multiplier, their hydration product, and now their immune system. I don't have that good of an immune system right now. I'd be lost without this stuff. What does it have in it? Cutting edge blends, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, Wellmune, inconvenient, single serve packets. You want to see one? Check these things out. Afraid I wasn't going to be able to open it. Pop one of these babies open, put it in some water, drink it. Tastes absolutely delicious. It's really that simple. Vitamin D facilitates immune system function, improves your daily defense. Zinc, the second most abundant trace mineral in your body, supports immune cell health and function. Wellmune is naturally sourced beta-glucan that's proven to strengthen your immune system. The blend is powered by cellular transport technology designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other nutrients right into those cells. When you purchase Liquid IV, you're joining the mission to help people live better lives everywhere. With every purchase, Liquid IV donates a serving of Liquid IV to someone in need. Very nice one. They've donated over 6.7 million servings globally. I love this company. Liquid IV's new hydration multiplier plus immune support is available at Walmart or order online and get 25% off when you go to, get ready, liquidiv.com. Use code Bongino at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code Bongino at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today. Go to liquidiv.com. Use promo code Bongino. Don't wait. This stuff is fantastic. Liquidiv.com. Promo code Bongino. 25% off. All right. Back to the show. So uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg went on Martha McCallum tonight. You know, smarmy, pseudo-intellectual uh, Pete Buttigieg. And he basically lied his caboose off last night. Talking about how wonderful the Obama economy was in contrast to the Trump economy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, anybody, anybody comparing the Obama economy to the Trump economy and leaving out the data before the plague hit and we were forced to shut down our borders and the globe shut down, candidly is a moron not worth your time. But Buttigieg tried that stunt last night because that's who he is. He's a Democrat and they lie to you and they manipulate data points to make you believe your eyes are lying to you. Ladies and gentlemen, you realize after the plague hit, in the middle of this pandemic right now, a poll taken just a few weeks ago asking Americans if they were better off today than they were a few years ago, the poll was something like 54% of people. If you were so well off at the end of the Obama era, number one, why did people vote for Trump? And number two, why did everybody say at the end of the Obama administration, the majority of people say they weren't better off? Because Mayor Buttigieg is telling you otherwise? Here's the cut from last night on Martha McCallum. I want you to pay really particular attention because I'm going to show you the facts because you're voting on this today. 
You want Obama-Biden? You want four, potentially eight more years of that debacle? Or do you want Trump-Pence, where the economy was motoring right before the plague and as of last quarter is effectively motoring again? Here's Mayor Pete last night. Biden 2020 campaign surrogate Pete Buttigieg back with us tonight. Good to have you here, sir. Um, you heard nice to be with you. Tim Murtaugh uh, take issue with your characterization of the Biden-Obama uh, economy. What, <laughs> how do you answer what he said there? I guess he thinks we're all stupid. Uh, look, we can look this up. I mean, these are matters of simple fact. GDP growth under Obama faster than under Trump. Look at the first three years. And if he's trying to sell us on third quarter GDP growth this year, if he's trying to use the 2020 economy as an example of an economic triumph, he's living on a different planet than the rest of us. Uh, the only reason those numbers are what they are is because it's a partial comeback from the bloodbath that was the second quarter. We're still down, as I think anybody knows. Well, I think anybody We're still would down understand that obviously when you shut down- I'm Holding my tongue here, yeah, because it's him and Kamala Harris that really bother me and irk me the most because they're so smarmy and condescending that we're all idiots and dummies and that they know something that all of us by instinct know can't possibly be true. The Obama economy was better than the Trump economy. And he says, hey, go look it up. The difference when I say go look it up and he says go look it up is I'm actually telling you the truth and I actually go look it up. So I did that. I went and looked it up. And I tried to pull up a nonpartisan site. Not that it matters. Conservative sites do facts. But just for the comfort of those at home, how fantastic, in fact, was the Obama economy that Mayor Pete's saying is so terrific? We want more. How, how great was it, Joe? So let's go to Forbes, not exactly a bastion of strong right-wing conservatism, by Lewis Woodhill man I've met in the past, good man. Forbes, Obama wins the gold for worst economic recovery ever. Lewis Woodhill. Now, this article is from back in 2012 when there was a, some debate over how well Obama had recovered from the recession that, fairly enough, he did come into office and was going on. That happened at the end of the Bush era. There's no running from facts. We don't do that here. But the economy, I mean, how long did it take Obama to recover? I think by the first term, we should have a fair guesstimate of what his policies did or didn't, right, Joe? I mean, you know, Mayor Pete, it's interesting that despite the China plague and the shutting down of the entire economy, an event unparalleled in modern human history, what's fascinating is Mayor Pete is talking down President Trump's third quarter GDP explosion plus 33%, the largest number in American history. He's talking that number down. Well, Trump did it in one quarter, what Obama should have been able to do in four years. Hmm. Right, Joe? It's fair enough, right? Hmm. It, it, you get my point here? If we shut down the entire economy, something Obama never dealt with, that's a fact, folks. It was never a shutdown economy-wide under Obama. Obama didn't have to deal with that, and it took him four years to recover from the recession he came into office and was happening, right? Mm -hmm. Mayor Pete's talking down the Trump recovery from the shutdown that happened in four, four years, three years, two years, one year, no, three months. So let's look at the Obama recovery that Mayor Pete wants to go back to under the Obama-Biden and an O'Biden presidency. He told, Joe, he told us to look it up. Yeah, he did. So here we go in Forbes. I did that. So this guy's making a joke in the piece saying if there was an Olympics of mismanagement, Obama gets the gold. 
the joke, meaning he's Obama's the gold medal winner in failure. So quote from the Forbes piece, let's look at jobs numbers. Jobs, you know, the Obama recovery was so terrific. Mayor Pete told us to look it up, Joe, so we're doing that. Obama was victorious in this trial. It's a joke, of course. By producing an increase in jobs during the first 36 months of his economic recovery of only 1.7%. This handily beats out, again, this is the gold medal of failure here, beats out Bush 43, who turns in the jobs gain of 2.9% during his recovery, and the team of Bush 41 and Clinton, who delivered 3.6% more jobs during theirs. And Obama absolutely creamed Ronald Reagan, Joe, who produced an increase in total jobs of 8.9% during the first three years of the Obama, Obama of the economic recovery, excuse me, he oversaw. Nice job. Wait, we have a gold medal? Yeah, there you go, bro. <laughs> nice job. But Joe, come on, another round. Maybe a one. sticky star. Give you know? the, Paula, come on. Go on, join Paula in the background. Thank you. We need, I mean, we need to make it. No, not even a golf clap. This is one of those. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in church on the weekend. I have this lady who sings there. She's amazing. Yeah. You know the lady I'm talking about, Paulie, on Christmas? And sometimes the lady's got a voice like an angel. And when she's done singing sometimes, Amazing Grace, I'm like, yeah, yes. This is that kind of clap for Obama. You get the gold medal for the crappiest economic recovery in human history. Lowest jobs recovery numbers of anyone in modern history. Bush. Clinton, Bush 41, anyone. He gets the gold, Obama, for crap. The crap gold. The gold crap. Mayor Pete, he told us to look it up. So I, so I looked it up. You have a response for that? Mayor Pete? Must think we're all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I... Dude, I knew you were going. I, I knew I could have I could have finished that sentence. My man. But anyway, you must think we're all stupid. That right, Joe. Of course, Joe making a joke about Buttigieg saying he thinks we're he yeah. thinks you he must think we're all stupid talking about Tim Murtaugh. No, Buttigieg thinks we're all dopes. So I looked it up too in this Forbes piece. Um, I looked up the GDP numbers. Because, you know, Pete Buttigieg, of course, factoring in the fact that we just shut down the entire world for the first time in modern human history. Um he says, hey, well, look up the GDP numbers under Obama. Yeah, yeah, they were so great. So, okay, we, we looked them up. And here's, again, the gold medal of the crap Olympics, where the gold medal means you're the, the best failure. Here we go. He says, next up is real GDP growth. Obama won this event decisively. <laughs> That's a great piece in Forbes. It's in, the show, <laughs> it's in the show notes today, too, if you want to read it. The total increase in real GDP per capita during the first three years of Obama's recovery was only 4.34%. This was worse than Bush 43, 5.9%, Bush 41 and Clinton at 5.6%. Once again, Ronald Reagan brought up the rear in the crap Olympics in this important area of economic mismanagement. Reagan produced a stunning 15.36% gain in real GDP during the first three years of his economic recovery. Three times more than Obama, who again finishes with the gold medal of garbage in the garbage Olympics for the worst recovery growth-wise. GDP, gross national product for liberals. What we produce product, you get it? That's how we measure growth. I'm, I'm, this may all be new to you. So Obama's three-year recovery, which took Trump, by the way, one quarter, was only the worst in American history. He told us to look it up, so we, so, so we looked it up. He asked me to look it up. Buttigieg. 
I got one final sponsor, but there's more in this segment because you're voting for this right now. You want more of this? Worst job growth, worst GDP growth from a recession in modern American history. You want more of this? Yeah, vote for Biden's your guy. Biden's definitely your guy. But I have a little note here. You think the Obama recovery sucked the first time? Wait for the Biden recovery coming up next. Let's look at Bidenomics next. Before I get to that, let me get to my final sponsor. What do you think of when you think of your future? You think of goals, right? Dreams, where you want to be? Substitute dreams for goals and suddenly planning your future is much bigger and much better because no one ever has small dreams. Dare to dream bigger and start your bigger future with a degree today from Ashford University. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn in a convenient and flexible schedule. At Ashford, expert faculty teach you real-world skills from real-world experience in online courses built for life's twists and turns. You can learn from home, wherever you feel comfortable. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60-plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. With 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available, Ashford gives you the tools you need to go from dreaming to doing. Go from dreaming to doing today. Your bigger future starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized testing, standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Bongino. That's ashford.edu slash Bongino. Ashford.edu slash Bongino. And not all programs are available in all states. Thanks, Ashford. We appreciate it. Go check them out. All right. Again, thanks, Ashford. We really do uh, appreciate it. So you think the Obama recovery really sucked because you know the data. And, and we looked it up like Pete Buttigieg told us to. You want more of this? Because the Obama-Biden agenda is even worse the second time around. You doubt me? Joe Biden is proposing tax increases and spending increases that led to the disastrous uh, Obama recovery. Biden's proposing tax and spending increases two to five, two point five to three point times uh, larger than you got under Obama. So you think the Obama recovery was a debacle and a catastrophe of apocalyptic proportions? Wait till Biden gets in there. Of course, I always produce the evidence. So let's go to this Wall Street Journal article, which is a great one. Worth your time, by the way. The great Phil Graham and Mike Salam. Bidenomics failed the first time. Claims that he'll spur growth ignore that his policies are a repeat of the stagnant Obama years. What's staggering here is I just told you the Obama recovery was the worst in modern American history. There was no economic recovery. That's why Obama transitioned to Trump and not to Hillary Clinton. Look at what Biden's proposing from the Wall Street Journal piece. Oh, isn't this spectacular? You think the Obama spending and tax agenda didn't work? Well, the Biden recovery is even worse than that. Mr. Biden plans to raise taxes, quote, by three times as much as Obama did. Oh, wow. That sounds just juicy, doesn't it? And increased spending by 2.7 times as much. Plans on regulating the economy at levels not, never, be seen, never seen before in America. Folks, I'm just asking you to think this through. Now, again, to be fair, the Trump years saw a lot of government spending too, and I wish we would get that under control. But the tax and regulatory policies are without a doubt conservatism. He has cut a lot of red tape and the tax cuts have been very beneficial. I am hoping and praying if given a second term, we will get a lid on this. And there was a lot of stimulus spending in this unprecedented government shutdown that led to some of these historic deficits. No excuse, but I'll take President Trump 
999 times out of 999 times over Joe Biden. Joe Biden's promising to spend 10 trillion more, more than Obama. So I'm just asking you to evaluate this from a common sense perspective. If Obama spent a lot of money and taxed you like crazy, and it led to the worst recovery in modern American history, and Joe Biden's president uh, uh, promising to do that three times greater than Obama, what do you think is going to happen to your wallet? The answer is you could throw your wallet out the window. You know, let me motor through this one quick, just quickly again on the Obama versus Trump economies. Fox News piece I'll put up in the show notes, uh, show notes today. Some of these are older pieces, but they're worth your time again. The Trump economy, three years in, what do the numbers say? Well, let's just look at the market because Buttigieg mentioned that last night. Fairly enough, let's look at the Obama years, the last three years, where the economy had generally, because it's not fair to look at the Obama years the minute Obama got in office where the market had just taken a tank in a recession. Not fair to him. So let's look at Obama's last three years when we'd had we'd had five years, Joe, of Obama's policies. Fair enough. And then let's compare it with the first three years of Trump before the plague where we shut the whole world down. All right. Fair analysis, right? So yeah. let's look at that and let's see the stock market graph. Obama's stock market jumped 31 percent last three years. Trump, 56 percent. Fair three year now, apples to apples. Didn't work out so well for Obama, did it, compared to Trump? Again, Mayor Pete will tell you otherwise. He asked us to look it up, guys, so we did. Let's go to one more thing. Democrats always take pride in their manufacturing. Let's look at manufacturing jobs. Go to the Fox News piece. Let's see what happened. I had to flip my script here. Manufacturing rose 3.6% during the Trump's first uh, during Trump's 3 years, which is more than double the rise of 1.7% in the 3 years under Obama before that, according to government data. Trump added 487,000 manufacturing jobs. Again, Mayor Pete asked us to look it up. So, so, so we looked it up. Five years after the Obama presidency, when he had all this time to institute all of these policies, five years after, that's where we start to start. We gave him three years after that to fix it. Gave him a five-year head start. He still couldn't beat Trump's first three years in manufacturing and stock market growth. So we've looked at jobs, GDP, stock market, manufacturing. Obama loses on all three. Or in the crap Olympics, he wins the gold medal as the worst. You want to vote for that today? Let's look at one more here, because this is an important one. Let's go to the Hudson Institute that has a measure of GDP growth under every president. This is an article by Jeffrey Anderson. It's from a while back. Economic growth by president. It's not a hard partisan analysis here. These are government available statistics. Who grew the economy the most? Let's go to this chart because it's fascinating. You got to go Johnson, Kennedy, Clinton, Reagan, Carter, Eisenhower. Where's Obama? Nixon, Ford. But I don't see Obama. Bush, Bush, Truman. Oh, there he is all the way at the bottom. Yes, that's right. That's, thank you, Paula. All the way to the last one at the bottom. Obama, literally the last one. Obama, 1.5% GDP growth. Nice job. Well done. Thank you. Amazing grace, ladies. <laughs> Yeah, in true. the crap Olympics, in the crap decathlon, Obama gets the gold again. Let's yeah, let's go back to that. Let's do it three times worse, as Biden's proposing. <laughs> Idiots. These people think we're stupid. Right, Joe? They yeah, think we're stupid. You'd say that, yeah. 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 yeah it's it's right. on tape. You can rewind. Ladies and gentlemen, 
couple closing arguments. The excitement is palpable on the Biden side. You can feel it. I mean, it really is. Oh, the energy dude. is everywhere. It's electric. It's like, you ever see that horrible Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man with electro? Yeah. You can feel the electricity. Here's Lady Gaga. Joe gets to cheat. He sees all the stuff. Lady Gaga at a Biden Kamala Harris rally yesterday. Um, it's about 12 people there. And uh, you can, again, you can feel the crowd is screaming. This is like that, that scene from the movie with Bradley Cooper, you know, in the shallows. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah the excitement is everywhere. Check this out. Come on, put your hands in the air. Come on, everybody right now. Ready? Is this America? Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. Who loves Joe? Don't catch you slipping now. Who loves Kamala? Police be tripping now. Yeah. All right. This is America. <laughs> she couldn't get out of there fast enough, dude. <laughs> she, you, I, I know she's like, you I don't know if she's that? waving or trying to rile the crowd up, but she's All probably right. like, oh my gosh, this is horrible for my career. How do I get out of this thing? Did they pay me for this? What a mess. Who loves Kamala? Yeah. Even at a Kamala Harris Joe Biden rally, people are like, yeah, I don't love Kamala so much. You're at a Kamala Harris. Yeah, I just came here to see Lady Gaga. I don't even know who Kamala Harris is. Is she the communist who ran that video? And like, yeah, that's her. That's her. That's right. Couple quick things. Beware of Democrat narratives if Trump jumps out to a huge lead tonight. If Trump jumps out to a huge lead tonight, I'll be covering a lot of this on Parler. And the lead is mathematically insurmountable for Biden. I'm, listen, I'm not suggesting anyone should manipulate the vote or anything, please, or call a race before we know it. That makes us just as dumb as CNN was back in 2000. But if the race, in other words, if Trump is ahead by such margins in states that he's ahead by more than any outstanding ballots left to count, for liberals, listen, because I know you're having a tough time with this, not my conservative folks. If Trump is ahead by, say, a million votes in a state, and there's only... 250,000 votes to count. The race is over. You understand that? Joe, do you think the libs got that? I know it's very difficult yeah, math. I would, yeah. But if Trump's ahead by a million and there's only 250,000 votes left to count, mail ballots, there's no math to win. So if that happens and the Trump team declares victory in a state, which they should do responsibly, and they will, the Democrats already have a counter-narrative plan. Joe, it's a red mirage, a red mirage. The Trump campaign released this yesterday. Huh? Because again, the Democrats will do, they will not concede this race no matter what. They said, be very careful, quote from the Trump team, Democrats are panicking because Biden has, hasn't run up a large enough lead in early battleground states and they know President Trump's in-person vote is going to basically swamp them. So they're coaching their surrogates to talk about the president's potential election day success here as a quote, red mirage, advising surrogates and media to create a smokescreen by casting blame all around. Postal delays, mail-in ballot fraud, all that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, don't fall for it. They are doing this for a reason. When the math is the, if listen, if the president loses by math, he loses. The sun will rise tomorrow and we fight again in four years. I told you what he should do. He should declare he's up for re-election in 2024, the day after. I'm not putting on a pink hat and going burning down my, if, if, if burning down Palm City, uh, you know, if he loses. The sun will rise. I'll get up tomorrow. And I'll worry about what's happening in the midterm elections. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. You can choose to be deprived. And by the way, don't take this as in any way. Dan, you sound anxious. I am as optimistic as I've ever been. But I'm not a liberal either. If we lose fair and square, we lose. We come back in the midterms like we did in the Tea Party Revolution and we come back in 2024. I'm not going to go burn our cities down. That's only happening in liberal cities. 
It's not happening here. And I feel bad for the liberals that live there, too. I do. I'm not kidding. They brought this on themselves. No, they didn't, folks. There's a one, two percent of morons at burn. You, you voted for crap policies, and they definitely voted for the destruction of their own cities, economy-wise, and public safety. But no one deserves that. Nobody. You know that. Nobody deserves that. You got these lunatics threatening to burn. But this is a liberal city phenomenon. Make no mistake. There's nothing happening down here in Stewart, Florida. Nothing in Martin County. It's only happening in liberal areas. All right, let me wrap with this. I got a couple of just quick supercuts, but they're good. And they're worth your time. The great Tom Elliott over at Grabian, he always does these. I want you to remember what we suffered through the last four years and how if President Trump manages to win this election, despite Google, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the media, liberals, Hollywood, academia, the media hate machine, this will be the greatest political story ever told. Here's a quick supercut from Graby and Tom Elliott of the media coverage of Trump, what we've had to deal with over the last four years. Check this out. The first day of public testimony in the impeachment inquiry, opening with a bombshell. We got the bombshell. A, a bombshell. 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 One bombshell after another. Bombshell after bombshell. We're bracing for potentially an explosive Opening statement. Explosive week. It's explosive testimony. Explosive. Truly explosive. The most explosive thing. This is a slow motion explosion. How explosive? Very explosive. And I think it will be explosive. Wow. Donald Trump feels the walls closing in. Really kind of the walls closing in on him. Walls closing in on him. Walls closing in on him. There is a non-trivial chance that if Donald Trump loses the election, he ends up living out the rest of his days in prison. But here's the question. Would you like to see... President Trump in prison. Do you want to see the president in prison? Do you think Trump could end up going to jail? He could actually face jail time. Donald Trump could end up in jail. In prison. If he ends up in jail, so be it. You are pathetic. From a journalism point of view, Donald Trump is a brain-eating disease. How stupid can you be? This president has radicalized so many more people than ISIS ever did. His ignorance could pose a profound danger to every single person in this country and literally every inhabitant of the planet Earth. No, we won't. Call them fascist comments. Fascist. Fascism. Fascist. Xenophobic. Racist. Demagogic. Sexist. Autocratic. Donald Trump's a fascist. Someone like a fascist or a tyrant or an autocrat. Fascists. Hitler. Hitler. Adolf Hitler. 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 Well, Hitler. 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 He could well be just an empty man, an empty yeah. human being with no soul. Let's go to one more supercut of the stupidity we've had to deal with for four years. This was four years ago. Again, my final plea. Literally plea. And you know I hate the word literally. I'm literally pleading. Do not get off the line no matter what tonight. Vote no matter what. I don't care what happens outside of a health scare. Do not get off the line no matter what. Because the polls are telling you you shouldn't even bother voting. But this is what the polls said in 2016. Could we be seeing our first true landslide in a long time, a double-digit landslide. That is Clinton's lead in four polls now. Four polls that have Clinton up by more than 10 points, or at least 10 points. So right now, we have Hillary's about a 75 or an 80% favorite. We have different versions that of the She's ahead in almost every poll, every swing state. Look at where we are today. What a dramatic change. A nine-point Clinton lead in the national polls. This is unheard of. Enthusiasm for her is also growing. Yeah, as we've talked about, the thing to focus on is not the undecided voters. It's the enthusiasm of supporters. In an average of recent polls, Judy, 
Uh, Hillary Clinton is ahead by about six percentage points. The Moody's model is predicting that Hillary Clinton will take the key swing states of Florida, Ohio, Colorado, and Pennsylvania. Hillary should... Clinton is extending her lead over Donald Trump in several national polls. CNN is releasing a brand new poll of polls, which is an average of the six last surveys. And it shows Donald Trump trailing Hillary Clinton by 10 points. Give us so a prediction how? before these presidential races. And you are saying it's going to be Hillary Clinton. You say it's going to be Clinton 322 uh, electoral votes, Trump 216. You uh, say she's going to win 50 to 45. She's going to get very close to that 50 number, which I think would be significant. 322 for Clinton. 322. I say 341. I think she's going to get 50.1% of the vote. And I Break think 50. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go is right. And there we went, four years of the Trump presidency. Not today, folks. Not today. Not on your watch. Please, please get out and vote. Please, I'm begging you. I'll see you tonight. I'll be doing some stuff over on my parlor account. I'm at D. Bungino. Please check it out. God bless you. God bless America and all who defend her. I will see you here tomorrow, no matter what. Thanks for your time. You just heard Dan Bongino.